Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 20 For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day he will be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favour of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Jesus so often subverts the conventional wisdom about how to pursue God. 
Most Jews believe physical blindness to be a barrier to communion with God. The more merciful members of the community may potentially have prayed that a prophet would come to bring healing to the blind so they could be accepted into the temple of God. But surely none of them, not even the most compassionate Jew, would have thought that God would approach a blind man and ask him what he could do for him. Surely no one would have believed that God would even tolerate the presence of a disabled man before his imperfection had been taken away from him. And yet Jesus... God incarnate, while he is in the middle of something, while he has a crowd around him calling out reverence and request, stops, turns and looks at the blind men. And when he says, what do you want me to do for you? You feel like he's taking all the world's religions establishments, turning them upside down and shaking them all about. He's putting himself, the all-powerful, all-conquering master of the universe, at the service of two blokes who don't even know whether they're wearing old socks. Jesus' complete lack of presumption and his unquenchable desire to hear from people must have felt like a warm summer breeze to those who had been frozen out of the religious community for oh so long. And his ability to follow through on their requests and actually bring them healing looks like a haymaker following the left-hand uppercut that Jesus has just landed on the chin of everyday religious life. This is a crazy wage being paid to the dismayed. This is a whole new fate being offered to those coming late. This is the parable of the workers enacted in our midst. Oh, I so much want more of this empowered openness in our church. I so much want more of Jesus in my life. I so much want to be like this God who will welcome anyone into his presence and then serve up miracles for their deliverance. Please come, my King. Please come and have your way in our land. Here's a question for reflection. What would you have felt and thought if you were in that crowd, seeing Jesus stop and respond to the blind men and then see them healed and following him? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.